WGN Radio. I'm Raleigh James, and I know usually it's doo 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 ba ah by Burt Keys, but wanted to start with Wildwood Honky Tonk, which is Philly Cuz, because we're going to be talking to him this hour. And one of the neatest things about living in a number of places is you're exposed to things that you otherwise would never have heard of. A case in point, Philly Cuz. It's like in the 60s when I got to North Carolina for the first time. I discovered beach music, and I've never been the same. Well, of course, beach music has nothing to do with surf music on the West Coast, and it also, in many ways, has nothing to do with what's down the shore in South Jersey. But Philly Cuz knows all about that, and he has agreed to join us for the next hour. If you're saying, who is this? I've got a link on Raleigh.net to his Facebook group, and you can read all about it. Or just listen up, and you'll hear all about it right here. All right, so let's see what we can do here. Hello, Philly Cuz. Welcome. Hello, Raleigh. It's great to uh, hear you again, and... um it's it's just wonderful. Uh, the, I posted your picture, and and it was like uh, in Philadelphia. Everybody says, oh, "I remember Raleigh," and uh, I tell her I said hello, especially like uh, Caesar Berry of the Times. Oh, he wants yeah. to say hello for you. Yeah. And um, I, first off, let me just say that when you play that that music, that that is even deep tracks for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 just terrific, and uh, as as I say, you know, you almost have to be a local or regional to even know about this, and it's just so so neat that I thought it deserved a lot more exposure. Now, I I gotta say, I know about you through your CDs, the ones that I have, and listeners call, they request, such as "Who Do You Love," which I agree is just like the perfect soul record. But tell me more about you. What got you into this? Well, I come from a musical family. Uh, my mom was the piano teacher of the neighborhood, and my uncle Jimmy Saunders uh, took Frank Sinatra's place as the lead singer in the Harry James Band. And uh, in fact, there's only there's only seven songs I believe that Frank Sinatra co-wrote or wrote, and one of them was with my uncle Jimmy Saunders. So I always have this I have this background uh, where I I always love the uh, the Great American Songbook of songs and um i still play them when i i'll be hired sometimes to play uh to play cocktails for something uh, like a wedding or something i always refer to the uh, great american songbook so uh always had that with me as a kid my my mom when she was a preteen uh her father owned a bakery in south philadelphia la spada bakery and because my uncle was sort of like the uh, the Bobby Rydell of the day in South Philly. Uh, he would bring home uh, to visit. He'd bring home Harry James. He brought uh, a lot of a lot of people that uh, at the time, if you're a teeny bopper, you saw these people at like Johnny Desmond in uh, my grandpa's uh, house. It was something. So I, I grew up with all these stories. Um, I then I get into when I get into high school. We have a we have a band, a high school band, and we actually. Uh, we, we did pretty good. We were pretty. Uh, we were legends in our own mind, but we we did get a lot of TV, and we did a lot of rascal stuff and uh, hang on Sloopy kind of things. But we were on TV with Ed Hurst at the Akarama. Sure. And uh, then I went. Um, and then I, I, we had another group. We opened for Cookie Jar on the Crumbs when I was seventeen, and this is at the Barn in uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. So I start playing the clubs in Wildwood when I'm seventeen. And it was a very good year, 1968. Um, we, Cookie Jar, I just, re, I don't know if you're familiar with Cookie Jar, but sure. he's, uh, 
he's sort of like a fixture in the uh, the clubs and uh, the casinos down in Las Vegas. So um, I, I heard him singing. I was with my friends because I, I do the uh, the San Gennaro feast in Las Vegas, which is one of the largest outdoor feasts uh, in in the city. And I was walking, and I heard, and, and and my friend said, "Do you know who that is? That's Cookie Jar." And um, and I, I went up to him. I said, "Hey, I haven't seen you since 1968. We had a good old time. We were uniting." But uh, we all come from. It's funny when I'm in Las Vegas, uh, I'm doing the same music for the the crowd there. I'm doing my Wildwood Days. I'm doing All the Way to Cape May, and the people love it. They, they, there's a lot of, of course, there's a lot of Philly people there, but there's a lot of entertainers that come from. Uh, this area here, the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. And um, the, the thing about us in Philadelphia is that, in fact, last night I was watching a show and they were like, they did this thing where they, they, they're knocking, oh, it was one of these old films uh, about the 70s and they were knocking Jersey. And from the Philadelphia perspective, we always looked at South Jersey as the Garden State and it was always beaches, it was paradise. So, uh, my family got, got a house there in North in Wildwood. First, we lived with my my aunt Lucy. My next door neighbor in that house on Montgomery Avenue was Bobby Rydell. So I have pictures of me playing two hand touch in the street with Bobby. And then we moved to North Wildwood. So all my life, I had this beach experience, and I, it's a different brand of beach. You know, I know that the uh, the Carolinas have their brand, which is which is actually sort of takes a lot of Philadelphia and. Uh, but we, we, we have like a, some mixture of the bandstand pop and the R&B, the Philly R&B. And I just built upon that. And so, boy, um, boy, did you ever develop a following from that, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of local and regional performers, but you have, uh, you have pretty much made yourself a brand. Well, yeah, I, I, well, I appreciate you saying that. But the, I, I sort of like stumbled upon it. Because I was playing piano at um, at one of the the, the hotels in, in Avalon, and um, people wanted to hear at the time. This is going back to around like the nineties, uh, mid nineties, and at the time, people wanted to uh, hear "On the Way to Cape May" all the time. It was like the summer anthem of the Delaware Valley, and probably a lot of your listeners don't know it, but it's it's in YouTube. Philly because YouTube has it. But the point was that I said, well, let me let me go back and you know, reimagine this song because the way it was presented with uh, Al Alberts and Cozy Morley, it was sort of like, um, it was for the, you know, the, the, the World War II generator. And then I said, let me, let me put a Bobby Darren swing kind of arrangement to this. Anyway, then that got me into making an album. And when I made the album, I put like down by the ocean, uh, yeah. and a couple of doo-wop songs on there. I started noticing, number one, they loved my rendition of On the Way to Cape May. It got the front page uh, news story of the Sunday Philadelphia Inquirer, which was back then was a big deal because it's 2000, 2001. Yeah. Uh, people were reading newspapers every day. And it was the Sunday. It was the front page story of my album. And we got my mom, who was the most ruthless record promoter at the time. She was about like 79, 80 years old. And she got me on all these boardwalk uh, stores. She got me in Barnes and Noble. She got me in uh, a lot of places. And then I realized that along with the Cape May, the, the doo-oppers were loving my Down by the Ocean. So when we did the second Beach album, 
I tell my friend that, you know, if he wants to write a song, write, write a song for, uh, like in, a, in the doo-wop vein. And he wrote um, a song called One Summer Night, Nikki Finelli. Mm-hmm. And um, that song got so big, it launched me into, it was the Cool Bobby B uh, doo-wop convention in Las Vegas. It, it, it was around like 2004, 5, 6. It, it got to be such, they played it so much on Sirius XM uh, that when we went... It was sort of like something out of that film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Because when, when I, it was my turn to sing on stage, my family was there, my wife was there, and everybody in the audience was singing along with me. And my wife turned to me, and she's like, wow, you're like, you're like this like famous unknown person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. I love it. Uh, I love it. So we're talking yeah. to Philly Cuz, and uh, we are going to play some of this, of course, and it's interesting. What I want to delve into next is, you know, when you're surrounded by people who are from pop standards and big bands, a lot of those individuals are the ones who are convinced that rock and roll was going to last 10 minutes. So we'll find out what they think of doo-wop and more. Don't you know I heard the song in jail? Gotta make you smile. WGN Radio, I'm Raleigh James. I'm trying to Philly Cuz, and that is off his American Seashore Day CD, and a couple others as well. And uh, he was just going over his uh, his background, and I have to say, when you were talking about Cookie Jar, which was Cookie Jar, I remember this guy because he was like the sub for Sonny Charles and the Checkmates at uh, at Nero's at, at uh, in Las Vegas. And he was like run out of town darn near. And about 20 years later, he came back and was almost a lounge star. So not a bad, uh, not a bad background. But he was a Philly guy. Yeah, Cookie uh, is from South Philly, and he. Um, so I'm um, I'm 17 with our band. We just graduate uh, high school. Uh, they and they liked our group enough, and then we we were booked in. Uh, the barn in those days, Skellinger Avenue, where you would have the, the Fifth Dimension performing there and other well-known acts. And uh, Cookie was he was the the uh, we were the B group. He was the A group, and um, he was something. He was sort of like out of the mold of um, uh, Wayne Cochran or uh, <laughs> exactly. Otis Redding kind of thing. You know, he, so yeah. when I when I met him, of course, he went with other things, but he always had a great voice. And he was a great entertainer, and still is. Yeah. And um, so there's all there's all this uh, mingling. Uh, uh, the Cookie Jar at the time uh, was uh, a big group, and so were the Soul Survivors. Uh, sure. They were they they end up living in our area, and um, uh, also at the time was the Kick, the Kit Kats were another big group. Mm-hmm. So I was one of the younger guys, and and I would go around. I remember seeing. Um, I tell everybody this story. We're at the Rainbow because there's there's a hundred hundreds of clubs in, in those days. So I went at the Rainbow Club and I see Wayne Cochran, mm-hmm. and um, and I realized these days because I saw a picture recently of him, uh, this blue eyed soul kind of thing. Yeah. And and his bass player was Jaco Pistorius mm-hmm. at a young age, and uh, who, who went on to play bass for Weather Report, mm-hmm. Birdland, and all that stuff. An amazing bass player, respected in jazz. And uh, so in those days, it was so exciting to be around all these musicians. And, um, and I, you know, I like to reflect on that in a lot of my songs. I don't always write, as you could tell when you open up with Wildwood uh, Honky Tonk. I, I, that's why I call myself a singer-songwriter from the old school 
um, meaning that if I want to write a kid's song for my, my grandkids, I could do that. You know, if I want to, I spent a lot of time lately writing Christmas albums. So I have two out there now and they get a lot of earplay. I'm really grateful for that, but I'm working on a, um, a new beach album right now. Oh, good. And, um, I have, um, I noticed that people really like, uh, as you mentioned, um, who do you love? I like to throw in some Philly R&B there. I do, uh, on my previous album, I did, uh, the Intruders United. Yeah. And um, on this one, I have a, a obscure Philly doo-wop song that I want to resurrect. And I also have a wonderful um, rendition of of a great Smokey Robinson song, um, uh, I'll Try Something New. Okay, you know? okay. And, um, it, you know, just don't, I don't sing it like his falsetto, I sing it in my voice, but they're just great. They're like sort of like the, like I said before, the American, uh, the, the classic uh, American songbook. Well, this, this is sort of like a new, I want to venture into that, bring back these songs, these wonderful songs, and, and elevate them. So I, I'll be doing that. And plus I have some, some new songs. Uh, the title of my album is, is Old 17. So basically this, that song is about, um, you just take this ride down the shore from Philadelphia. It's about 90 minutes. And, and you basically, whoever, all the Shoebies who do that, and Shoebies is a code word for the visitors who go to the shore. Um, when you do that, you sort of basically transform yourself into your youth. And you go down the shore and you see people who are 70 and they're on the boardwalk riding their bike. They would never think of riding their bike in their hometowns, wherever they are. Yeah. But when they're down the shore, this, like, this youthful thing happens. And um, I like to transmit that in my music if I do. I hope I, hope I do it uh, successfully. Oh, you do. You absolutely do. So i got to ask, you said you're going to resurrect an obscure Philly do-up song. What is it? Oh, man, I don't know if I want to tell Okay, well, if you, if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to tell me. Well, let me ask this. When's, when's the CD coming out? Well, it should, it should be out this, uh, this season because I, I have a lot of things. I have a lot of things already. Right. You know, they're sort of like 90% baked. But I, um, okay. I, I, wrote some, I wrote some songs about... Um, I got some originals there, and I have uh, uh, there's one. I have two of them that I am showing already, and one of them was written by Nick Finelli, yeah. who wrote my One Summer Night, and uh, that's that's getting a lot of like, it's getting a lot of uh, reaction, good reaction, and that's called uh, Falling in Love with You. Oh yeah. So yeah, so there's I think what I did was I noticed that I, I used to pile on a lot of songs. Well, here, hang, hang on a minute. Out. Don't go anywhere. We'll pick it up right there on WGN Radio. WGN Radio. I'm Raleigh James. That is the Summer Kids from Ireland, and that is Billy Cuz. And that's heard regularly on KJAA because it's uh, just about John's favorite song, and one of mine's as well. And uh, just one of those feel-good records from uh, Philly Cuz. And that's probably the way I would describe so much of much of his stuff. If you want to join us, 888-876-5593-8888. Raleigh and uh, the Summer Kids is from the American Seashore Days album. It also has things like Electron Ed. That's right, Ed Perkins got a song. How about that? And more. So, Philly Cuz is joining us this hour. And uh, as I was saying earlier, I got to ask, when you were talking about your background, all these individuals who are steeped in what were pop standards and big bands, so many of those individuals, when they heard our stuff, quote-unquote, doo-wop, if you, if you will, uh, they were aghast. So, when your family heard you playing some of this stuff, how did they react to it? 
You know, there was um, there's different periods of um, teenage rock and roll, and that goes from um, the bandstand days. Uh, they were appalled to hear um, Blue Moon done by the Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> that blew their minds. They were into, like, I don't want to hear that. That's you know, it's such a beautiful song. <laughs> and um, I remember that specifically. They they appreciated, uh, you know, they, they had mixed feelings. They appreciated, they loved the Four Seasons, you know, with the sherry, that kind of thing. Um, they... Um, uh, then they, you know, they're pretty partial to, uh, of course, they love Bobby Darren, that kind of thing. Um, then we would listen to, you know, we would go down ashore, and of course, there's no air conditioning in those days, and we have the windows halfway open, and, and we'd be listening to uh, what, WIBG down in those sure, days. Sure. And um, they would, you know, they, they would go through it. Um, they, they didn't like anything that was like really like going too far. <laughs> and um, uh, but I remember that my mom really freaked out when our band they used to practice over our house, and we we're down in the basement and we're playing the Sunshine of Your Love by by Cream, <laughs> and my mom just came downstairs and she was just like, "This, this is not what you're doing. Are you doing this?" <laughs> and um, <laughs> but um, eh, so you know, it's, it's it, in fact you know, I, it's I take. Um, I take audio engineer classes at Berkeley in Boston, uh-huh. and um, we were just talking about this in, re- in respect to this generation. So I always watch. I always got to be careful that I don't. I remember uh, the local the, the local comedian uh, who actually did uh, on the way to Cape May before me, and Al Alberts was Cozy Morley. Sure. So Cozy Morley uh, would always go after the young kids with their crazy dances like the twist he would talk about. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I'm always, I don't want to be that kind of guy. But when we were in the audio, we were doing a class in critical listening, and we were talking about, you know, the, the new music. And, you know, it just occurs to me that there's, well, a lot of the signals are direct. And also the melodies, a lot of the melodies today are more like Morse code messages rather than <laughs> melody. And, um, and, <laughs> And when I said that, I said that to the, my group, people just piled in on that, and they loved that. And my son, my, my, my musician son, who's about 32 years old, he loved that line, too. So, I mean, there's a lot that was really great about our music, and as far as the – and we're eclectic in our family, so I'm always reverting to um, – I just posted on our Philly Coast singer and songwriter on Facebook um, uh, uh, the uh, Al, Al Hurd album. With uh, I can't get started, mm-hmm. and so we're we're reverting back to the songs that are, are, I'll play. I'll post Montavani on there sometimes. Um, oh please! Because don't. it's just it's <laughs> it's our lifetime. So the, my parents' music is also my music because I grew up with that, and, and likewise for for you too. So uh, uh, there's that kind of right now at, at the the average age group of the Philly Cuz singer and songwriter on Facebook. The average age is into all of that, you know. So I, I, I post anything that I, I just have the emotion for at the moment, and that could be anything from uh, the second movement of Beethoven's uh, <laughs> Seventh Symphony, or it could be some crazy doo-wop. Uh, and and, and that people like that. They, they like the, the variety. And if you think about it, when we grew up with AM radio, there was a lot of variety. And it wasn't like, well, now you're the 60s, you're the 70s, and you know this and that. So, so we're used to variety, and um, so I, what I what I did 
getting back to uh, me being critical of anything of the young music guy, today, today I started a new Spotify list called New Music. And I'm, I'm putting songs in there. There's a great song by Adam Levin. And um, I like that a lot. So I, I'm, open, I'm open to hearing these things. Sure. Um, but nevertheless, nevertheless, I... I have to resort to uh, stuff that I grew up with, and, and I sort of, like, reinvent a lot of things. I, I noticed that my crowd really likes the way I reimagine when I do a cover song. Uh, they especially love my uh, It's a Beautiful Morning yep. by the Rascals. I do that one. And um, so I'm getting a lot of that. In fact, there are certain songs. This is, for me, who's like, I'm not Warner Brothers. I'm not a doctor. Uh, but I, I noticed that some of the songs have a life of their own. So I, I have an arrangement to, for instance, um, Angelina, the waitress at the pizzeria. And it's got, no one ever plays the song, but it's just got a following of its own. And so it's got a lot of views for, you know, for not being in, in the Warner Brothers or Sony. Yeah. And um, so it's always, it, it, I, I am what I am and I do what I do and I love it. And I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I've learned that from Frank Sinatra in this regard, because when Frank Sinatra had his own album, his own record company, um, he would he, he would be into like, well, listen, I want to do another arrangement, a more updated, I use the tracks, the arrangements, the band, but I want to do another uh, rendition of I Got You Under My Skin. So, you know, you always could do these things uh, when you're an independent recording artist, and that's the benefit of it. Um, the you know the downside is that well you want more people to hear your stuff <laughs> you don't have that muscle to promote your stuff yeah that that's harder and harder all the way around it's interesting you mentioned things like sunshine of your love of course because you you sort of came of age at a time when album rock hit and was anything but danceable and so we went from the jerry blavitz of the world to a, a completely different time that uh, sort of obscured a lot of what brought rock and roll if you will soul to the to the forefront and so you managed to really come up during a period that wasn't particularly friendly to the good time music for which you're known. Well, you know, exactly. And if, if you were playing in clubs for most of your young life, you know, you, you, every, your life is, is doing a 45 hit record, uh, playing that for the crowd in, in the B bars down the shore, let's say. So you go from, this dance music, as you said, and and then you go into this like, well, we're just going to listen to somebody play because we, we appreciate their musicianship. And then what happens is it's as if no one realized that we are dancing. Rock and roll was meant for dancing, you know, <laughs> with uh, my buddy John Madeira writing uh, At the Hop uh, right. with, uh, with uh, his buddy uh, David uh, White. They, so we come from that, and and the, and Philly, we're dancers. Jerry Blavitt's a dancer. We go into this period of time, and then what happens is a disco comes out, and it's it seems like, well, what's this? People are dancing, yeah. <laughs> and it's no, we've always been dancing. So um, at that time in the seventies, I'm glad you brought this up because at that time in the seventies, I um, I end up playing piano um, keyboard for the Times. And on tour, they have a comeback album with You Little Trustmaker as their big hit. We go on tour to the Carolinas, and we're in Myrtle Beach, and we introduce a song which, to this day, is probably the 
the one or two biggest shag, their favorite shag song, and that's Miss Grace. Yeah, number two, Are you familiar? Number two right. beach record of all time. Oh, of course I'm familiar with it. Yeah, the only thing that, yeah. the only thing that ever displaced it was 60 Minute Man by Billy Ward and the Dominos. But uh, it was a solid number two for decades and decades. And it's interesting because Miss Grace was number one in Great Britain and pretty much So Much In Love didn't chart over there while here, of course, So Much In Love, number one strong record. Yet Miss Grace, you know, was like number 97 with an anchor in Billboard. But to this day, it's, uh, it's a kill Beach record. Well, I, I mentioned there's um, there's another group that uh, it's a shag group, uh, Caroline. It's the Beach Music Cafe on on Facebook. Oh, sure. And and they play my stuff. They they post yeah. my stuff. And and I one day I chimed in and I says, you know, I I I was there when when the Times introduced this song to Myrtle Beach in the seventies, and they love that story. The fact that mm. we we were down there and we introduced them to Miss Grace. And the the other part of the story is that across the street from where, where my son lives in South Philly, he lives like in the suburban section near the yeah. stadiums down there. Uh, Richie Rome, sure, lived across the street, the late Richie Rome. Yeah. And uh, I saw him over there, great arranger, and he arranged Miss Grace. And I always love Miss Grace, especially for the arrangement. And I study the arrangement. And I go across the street, and I see him walking, and, and he's walking by himself. And I says, you know, hey, you're Richie Rome, da-da-da-da. I said, do you know that your song that you arranged, Miss Grace, is like a really big hit in the Carolinas? He had no idea. Right. No, that's that's the thing. I, I remember so well being in New Orleans and I ran into to Willie T at the Gateway Inn. And I said, you know, I said, hey, Willie, I'll see you next month in Myrtle Beach. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And turn out there was a Willie T impersonator. He'd never heard of beach music. He didn't know nothing about it. But there, there was someone else being booked. And it wasn't unusual. There, there are many people. I, uh, I spoke to uh, the guy from The Mob, James Holvey, who uh, had a big beach hit, who he said it wasn't until an author called him a couple of years ago that he even heard of beach music. So, so yeah, I'm not surprised at all. But I was surprised, actually, that Ms. Grace was so big in Philly, because Harvey Holiday used to play the hell out of it. And that, you know, I knew it as a beach record. And I, hey, it's big here, too. Yeah, it's not, it's not big at all. I mean, I played, I posted on, um, on Philly Cuz Singer and Songwriter, and um, people said, wow, there's the times I never heard this one. Oh. And and the thing that I just realized recently is that the song was written by John Hall of or Orleans. Right, absolutely. Yes. And he wrote Still the One and um so I, I passed that information on. Uh, but it's a great song and I, I love the arrangement and uh, it was a, I, I reunited with the Times at the um Cool Bobby B doo wop convention. Uh, I believe it was in two thousand and six. We all got together and they were built and I was built with them. So um in those days, it was really good to be on stage with uh, these 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 acts. You know, they were they were like way before me when I was I was singing their songs on the corner of South Philly, and um, so it was, it was really great to see them. Uh, so oh, like, yeah. I, yeah, I really appreciate the history of all this music too. Oh, you betcha. We're talking to Philly Cuz, and you can join us if you like, 888-876-5593. I'm Raleigh James. It's WGN Radio. You're the 
WGN Radio. I'm Raleigh James. Wow, takes me right back when that came out. Mid-70s, huge, huge record. And John and Joanna Hall did write that absolutely. And it was on RCA. And as far as I was concerned, that was just the perfect beach record. Had the perfect beach beat. You could shag to it. Well, those who knew how to shag easily. Everything about it was right. And we're talking with Philly Cuz, who was playing piano for the Times at that time, along with so many other things. And I got to ask, when Billy Jackson produced it and things like that, did anybody realize that that was a shag beat? Um, to, to, to be honest, we, we didn't really, I, I wasn't even in tune to, um, to the genre. And um, so uh, I, you know, I think at the time it, it was evolving. And, um, uh, yeah, of course, we're thinking Trustmaker is what everyone is uh, looking for. Yeah. And um, anyway, it, it is a, it's a great role model for that kind of uh, uh, that, that, that shagging. And um, I, you know, that, but they're, they're diverse, too. They have, they have some things that will surprise you in terms of what their mix is. I, um, I, I tune into especially like a, a Beach Music Cafe, and uh, my buddy Rick Troll, he posts my stuff, mm-hmm. and I and I, you know, like for instance, they love Cowboys the Girls by Nancy. Of course, That's another one. Okay, yeah, they love that one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Willie C from Beach Music Cafe. Uh, he uh, he did a lot of Willie C. Yeah, yeah sure. he did a lot of uh, CDs for his friends. Some of them I still have that were just terrific records. And you're right, occasionally there'd be something on there that you wouldn't expect. But one thing's about Miss Grace, as you know, shagging, which of course in Great Britain that's a euphemism for making love. So you can imagine what some of those discussions are when we're talking about dancing. But uh, <laughs> I dig- I remember a guy walked into uh, John Swain's record room in. Uh, I guess it was in Greensboro at the time. In any event, he saw the album Shagger's Delight, and I thought the guy's eyes were going to fall out of us. He says, what? And I said, yeah, shagging, it's big here. He said, well, it's big in Great Britain, too. You know? <laughs> but in, in any event, what was perfect about that record, as I say, the beat for it was good, and shag competitions, I mean, there were people who made a living at this. You can win big money. It's like a sport. And uh, it was just the perfect record to shag to. So I think that that might have had something to do with it. But here I am hogging you, and I've got three minutes left, so of course now I've got calls. Isn't that always the way? So let's see if we can get through a few of them here as we uh, as we talk to uh, Daddy O'Dan on WGN. So Daddy O'Dan, welcome to WGN Radio. Thank you. Philly Cuz. Yeah. I was back in the Philly area the summer of 60 to uh, January of 64, and spent half of my life down on the Jersey Shore when the weather was pretty good, so I know all the places you're talking about. Uh, what are the albums uh, that you have out, CDs, and how do I get them? Great question. Well, I appreciate that. That's really <laughs> thanks. Thanks for chiming in. Um, okay, so uh, uh, you can buy my stuff at um, Amazon, iTunes. Um, I have. Uh, what I did was, uh, Raleigh's been mentioning American Seashore Days. What I did was I extricated some of those tracks and put them on my more recent albums. I have uh, On the Way to Cape May Again. It, it, that's the title of the album. And um, I have uh, my, my favorite, Doo-Wop. And uh, they're, they're, each of those albums have about maybe, each has about 15 selections. Some of them were made for the album and some were extricated. And, um, and, and when, when uh, Thanksgiving comes along, I have 
two, I'll tell you what, I'm getting a whole lot of earplay with my Christmas albums. So um, you'll find that all on iTunes or Amazon. And if you have Spotify, my all my singles are on there. Plus, um, they're on YouTube, too. So, right. if you, But if you wanted a CD, actual physical CD, and I, I just hope we get back into that where people are actually... I think people are missing holding a product in yeah, their hand. Yeah, yeah you, you go to iTunes or, or uh, Amazon. All right. Daddy O'Dan, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. All right. So I got to, uh, and I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I got two minutes, so I'm trying to make my, actually, now I've got one minute. We didn't even get to talk about the Pirates of Duop Lagoon. Yes, the Jersey Devil Tale. So is that still available? That one is, uh, it's not It's not out there in the market uh, I could get it. It's actually you might be able to find it on um, on Amazon. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm refurbishing that all for an I I uh, what do you call it the um, podcast rather. Okay. So uh, yeah. Alrighty. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been a very quick hour, and apologies to uh, Bill and everybody else hanging on. But I've got a link at Raleigh.net to your Facebook group, and hopefully everybody will join. And thank you for taking an hour out to talk to me. Really appreciate this, uh, Raleigh. Uh, Philadelphia misses you. Yeah. Try to uh, <laughs> do a simulcast or something yeah. over here because you have a lot of fans. Well, I appreciate that. And on Raleigh.net, the interview will stay there, so anybody who missed it can, can pick it up. It'll be there in perpetuity. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Philly Cuz and uh, a Philadelphia original, and I just uh, just love it when I hear his stuff. And I'm always tickled when you guys uh, request it as well, which you do.